Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to avoid any lazy negativity, we are making this here a drinking game. Oh. Any negative criticisms about a film are, of course, allowed, but they will be called out by hearing this sound. That's a buzzer, people. That means we're going to have to drink. All right. <laughs> so pour yourselves a glass and uh, yeah, Fuck. let's uh, get into this. Jeff just spilled I got, his I beer Jeff, everywhere. Jeff, I was distracted by that. that I worked a in a bar once. I know how to pour a beer. beer apocalypse over there. And this happened to me once. It's on. It's on record. This happened to me. Jeff. Jeff. Mm. <laughs> People are already confused about the rules. They're like negative things, or if Jeff spills his beer, what? Yeah, um, if we just want to be dicks, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, all of all of the above. All right, we're talking about are doing. Yeah, we're talking about Space Jam, people. That is the movie we are going to be talking about. This is part of our new movie series. For you new to our podcast here, we also have series where we do should have seen that by now, where we take it's been classic so far, but movies that we should have seen. And one of us hasn't seen it usually. And sometimes they're recommended by our audience. So we hope that you reach out to us. We also have Was It Really That Bad? Where we try to redeem a movie as a positive film podcast that gets buzzed and has to drink if you say anything negative. We have fun with that. But this is a new movie that we are going to be talking about. We're very excited for some Space Jam. Before we get too deep in it, John, shout our people out. Shout outs. Carlos Barroza is our beer sponsor. He is Where's based- he been? I think they're he's still up in New York, and he should be finishing up with his uh whatever that that beer program is, where you basically become a like a sommelier for beer. Yeah, like that. Australian. So he, uh, yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> Australian. Sure. Getting his Australian citizenship. <laughs> he is the man. His handle on Instagram, if you want to give him a follow to support all the beer making, passion, and love, is Cibarozo Bar twenty nine two uh, two thousand nineteen. Excuse me. C B A R R O Z O B A R two zero one nine. If you want to give him a follow, and if you're digging the music on this episode and every single episode, it is provided by the artist. Dasein. That's Dasein. D-A-S-E-I-N. You can head over to soundcloud.com forward slash Dasein-artist and download all the music for free. And as always, please love us, like us, share us, hate us, comment, all those things. Rate, review, subscribe. We are at the Love of Cinema pod on every platform except for Twitter. We're just at the Love of Cinema there. Please join, share with your friends. We are, uh, we're ridiculous and we want more people just to know that. This yeah. Is such a we want to talk to you. We want to talk to you. Podcast thing. Yeah. Yeah. As we said last anyway. week, if you come after us on the socials, Dave will respond for sure. He is. Come after us. List. Come you, on after us. Yeah. 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 You will read his Australian accent in his comments, people. Okay. <laughs> That's actually we are, possible. We are talking about Space Jam. I don't know how much of a setup we really need Space for this. Space Jam, a new legacy. Space Jam, a new legacy. Yes. Yeah, with the Space star Jam so LeBron big, James. they didn't even need to put his <laughs> yeah, face on the poster. <laughs> Why don't right. they just call it Space Jam LeBron James? You're right. Yeah, you only see him from the waist down on the poster. Just like, uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this movie just came out after being delayed a year thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. You might have heard of that. This mm. is directed by Malcolm Lee. Malcolm D. Lee, who directed Girls Trip. And yeah, yeah. according to IMDb, there are 14 people with some kind of writing credit. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> um, oh my. Yeah, 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 yeah. So half of Hollywood, congratulations wow, it's, on it's, making it's $5 another Super each. Mario Brothers. 
after you split all of this. Of course, wow. it stars LeBron James as LeBron James as Michael Jordan yeah. <laughs> from the first one. It, uh, it also stars Don Cheadle as the villain that you saw in the trailer. And then um, some up-and-comers. Cedric Joe, who plays his son Dom Jones, who is now three years older than when he filmed it. So that's a whirlwind. Jesus. You yeah. see him and you don't even recognize him. Uh, Chris Davis as Malik. You have... Um, <sighs> I, I'd actually never really seen any anybody else from this film, with the with the exception of a couple cameos, and then of course a whole lot of Looney Tunes, a whole bunch I, of I, NBA basketball. A, a couple of cameos? <laughs> you could watch this fucking thing for fifty years and still not get all the cameos they threw in this thing. Right, Aww. and and then I know this shouldn't necessarily be part of my setup here, but do you think I know that they filmed this before the Amazon? 20th Century Fox merger, but I kind of watched this like a fuck you to that merger because Warner Brothers, obviously Looney Tunes, Warner Brothers put every single movie that they have in their catalog in this movie somehow. You have um, you have The Nun, you have, I wrote them down and I'm just not looking at my notes. Actually, that's not The Nun. It's something oh, else. That? It's something else. We'll get to, we'll How get to that, that later. They're in the background. You have we'll Mad Max, Fury Road. Harry Potter. They had like they straight up took scenes out of Harry Potter, Austin Powers, Casablanca, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Like they were yeah. shameless in saying, I'd, "Look I'd how ref- awesome." I refer to the ba- I refer to the basketball game as the HBO Max home screen, basically. Basically, like give, every yeah, everything fucking, yeah. they have, everything HBO Max owns is in this movie somewhere. Right. Wow. Some of it, some of it, hilariously so. Yeah, there were some good moments with that. They they utilized that well. That was fun. All right, well, let's set up the premise for yeah, this. Set let's up, set up let's the premise for it. this. So the uh, plot is a rogue artificial intelligence. You heard that correctly. The yep. the AI <laughs> who is Ava from Ex Machina. I mean, oh no, no, I'm so sorry. It's Don Cheadle. Sorry, Don Cheadle is an AI come to life. Mm-hmm kidnaps the son of famed basketball player LeBron James, who then has to work with Bugs Bunny to win a basketball game. And if you're thinking, how did they get from kidnapping LeBron James to needs to work with Bugs Bunny to win a basketball game? You're right! Ding, 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 ding! You hit this movie spot on. That's the point. They know it. You know it. Go shut your mouth and go watch this movie. It's available on HBO Max for the next 30 days. It's also available in theaters. It was the number one movie at the box office this past weekend. Opening weekend, 31 million domestic, 50 million worldwide. Wow, not that's, as- that's not bad when it's for free on HBO Max. That, that's- I know. I, I don't know the HBO Max numbers. I did not see Do them. Do it on any, everyone any going out for that. Um, it, $150 million budget. I have no idea what marketing was on top of that. But it looks like it's going to do okay. And if I don't know what Warner is doing this year with letting everybody watch this shit for free, you know, mm. with their subscription services, yeah. as long as, you know, they have John's login, like that is what's going on. <laughs> John's login's uh, in the comments, everyone. The movie's, <laughs> the movie's, the movie's a little funny. It's a little silly. It's a little ridiculous. If you like basketball, you got a lot of famous basketball players doing some stuff. If you like Looney Tunes, um, you know, you're probably older than their target demo for this but it was it was a good time that's space jam a new legacy well we'll circle back to to anything else we have to say but what about initial reactions why don't we start with what's your familiarity with the original and then were you looking forward to this one (laughs) yeah I rewatched the original. Did you guys rewatch that at all recently? I, I rewatched I was half, gonna, and I but a, I didn't have time this week. Yeah, I had a very yeah. busy week too, so I watched the first half, and um, it was fun. 
Yeah, it was. I mean, it's mm. a it's much shorter. Uh, that one's an hour and a half, so this one is like almost two hours. So I was, it definitely, I was it felt like that, more yeah. movie, even just because I watched the first one after a New Legacy, just to kind of see how much I could squeeze in, and it kind of gets right to the point. This one definitely has a little bit more story that they're trying to tell. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think I think I, I came up in the time anyway. I think that one was in 1996, so I came up with that being definitely kind of in the background of later childhood. We weren't kids then, you know. We were, we thought we were getting into our teenage years at that point, but it had a sweet soundtrack. Uh, this had never really been done before. Michael Jordan was, you know, was next level fame and, and athlete. So it was so fun and original. Mm. Um, it's so this one, I think this one does that. It's just, uh, it's kind of hard to escape the fact that you're, you're comparing it to something that was so unique and kind of strange for the time with Michael Jordan. I think as soon as LeBron, busted onto the scene we've all kind of been saying when is he going to get his space jam movie so we can all finally it's every stop day of everyone's that, right? life yeah <laughs> everyone, it's like all anybody's been thinking about. who's better michael michael jordan or lebron james who cares when is lebron yeah. going to get his space jam movie honestly <laughs> like, like now it's I mean, now the box it's office will tell like yeah. i like that don Cheadle even has that moment though where he's like i still think that's up for, up yeah, for yeah, 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 but yeah. when he like comments on it very yeah. self but, uh, very yeah. self-referential oh yeah it was very self-referential. so self-aware I think they did, and that's probably the best part about it, is that mm. I think they know what it is. And you do feel like, unlike the original Space Jam, which I, I do think relies on the gimmick I was just describing, this one seemed to be less about trying to recreate the exact same dynamic with LeBron James. And it was almost more like, it it, it kind of turned into the gimmick of Welcome to the Warner's Universe. I don't know if you guys noticed, but at the beginning... This was produced by Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers Games. So they mm-hmm. had, it felt like you were stepping into something that was a little bit, like the movie was starting to give nod to this whole video game thing, the way the IP got swept into all of it. So it became, for me, it didn't feel like it was quite as focused on LeBron James interacting with Looney Tunes characters and the classic villain setup that you're looking for. It kind of was like most of the scenes, I was kind of searching for what was in the background because you felt like you were in that um, the server verse and all that Warner Brothers IP, it kind of turned into something different for me, which was probably a good idea. So they didn't try to just recreate the first one. Yeah. We could, uh, cir- we could circle back to some of those things with Dave. What do you think? Yeah. What was your, Dave, what was what your you initial? Think, well, I mean, I, I grew up with the Looney Tunes. Nice. Like yeah, that was, that was my, you know, my Saturday morning cartoons or whatever, or my, you know, just got home from school cartoons. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen Barbara of Seville. So I'm so glad that gets a nod uh, in this movie very quickly. <laughs> but like I grew up with that. Then I, you know, I saw Space Jam. Everybody loves Space Jam. I worked in a theme park at one point with Looney Tunes. I helped like uh, Ryan uh, work on Looney Tunes shows and create them and stuff. So I'm in, all in for this. And I yeah. sat down and tell you the funniest thing. I sat down with my um, my nine year old niece and my five year old niece because uh, we were visiting family this weekend. I'm like, let's have a movie night. And I put it on. They had no idea who Bugs Bunny was. Oh boy, what? do they now? They yeah, oh, yeah. they they had no idea because Looney Tunes are not the thing anymore. So like they kind of faded into obscurity. There's all these other things to watch. There's like you know Peppa Pig on YouTube and all that crap. But uh, it's like mm. uh, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, you, don't you shit on Peppa Pig, Dave? But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's Peppa Pig's job to shit on everyone. Um, wow, pig joke. <laughs> pig joke. <laughs> and, but they had no idea. 
about any of this so we sat down and they're watching this movie and then it suddenly went full looney tunes and the look of wonder on their faces was just amazing like they're sitting there with a smile and a grin they cackled they squealed like it was they had a great time and i had a great time like watching it with them that was something i was curious about like consciously like while they're clearly saying that like part of the setup is that bugs bunny is the only one who lives in the in the the Looney Tune planet in the mm. uh, server verse of Warner Brothers IP, like they've all like kind of left. It. So it kind of gives you that sense that like oh people yeah. are kind of forgetting about them. I didn't mm-hmm. really know that was a thing because yeah. I don't have children. So oh absolutely, that was cool. I'm glad they brought that back. Jeff, what do you think, dude? Um, I I rewatched half of of Space Jam and I I thought I'd love Space. I love the soundtrack to the original Space That's Jam. Right. We have talked yeah, about it. this mean, one. Yeah. This who, one does who not doesn't have know that damn song. Why didn't they get fucking somebody amazing to write like a kick ass soundtrack for this one? But keep going. I don't know if you can top Space Jam. Yeah, I I don't know if like songs are the way into soundtracks nowadays because I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong about that, but I haven't seen a movie in a while where it was all new songs, which I, you know, I I can't remember if like I believe I can fly. Yes, I know it's it's also Warner Warner Music doesn't really talk to Warner movies, so they can't pillage that. Yeah, so there were there were songs that they probably thought would be more tasteful but for me it was so they were so like I, they didn't take me out of the story whereas like the monstars theme where you had um the ll cool j verse i definitely tried to memorize when i was young and that's of course. I, yeah everybody get up it's time to slam now that's not the monsters i'm going you now hit him high, high, hit him high, high was the monsters the method yeah. man yeah. like ridiculous ridiculous stuff um but I, and obviously, I love Michael Jordan. I, of course, even then, I thought it was silly. I was like, the Looney Tunes did not get him to go back to baseball from from back to basketball from baseball. But there was like just the right amount of nostalgia in that, where he's just playing basketball and he's from North Carolina, and it's like, oh yeah, he needed to discover the love of the game, and that he actually loves this. And I was like, it was like just the right amount of shoestring in there for them to pull back, pull him in. Um, to make it seem not ridiculous. Mm. And I, I like I like that this, we're not, we don't get too deep into the movie yet, but I do like, first of all, the, the nod to all of the movie references in the Warner catalog is great. This movie does not have good reviews, people, by the way. Oh, um, yeah. Got, I haven't, not getting I haven't, well received at all. I haven't read any of them because this is why we have this podcast, is that on IMDb it has like a 30% right now, and it has an 81% audience score. Sorry, sorry, sorry. On on IMDb, actually, it is really low. It's like a three or four or five. Mm. But on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like a 30% because critics are so fucking highbrow. But it has an 81% audience score because they sat there and they said, LeBron James, video games, Looney Tunes. There's a lot of basketball players. Check. And it's, it's, it's like, funny. <laughs> even during the movie, it's like they're calling out the reviewers. It's like, remember fun? They're talking to you, internet. <laughs> Yeah, and we, we 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 I think John actually made this point on an episode in the past where it was like we need new ways of looking at movies. If we just use like the structure and the rising action and the climax and the denouement and the mm. subplot, the B plot, and the C, like that stuff is just not how we want to consume content. Movies and content are not the same thing anymore, and the way they cross over is is fluid. And with Space Jam, they waited a year and they released this movie, probably yeah. knowing that the plot and those kinds of things. Yeah, maybe they could get ripped apart. Maybe. There are, there are certain elements of it they could just tell, like, oh, if I did this, maybe a critic would like it more. And then they said, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I cool. mean, if, if I was to revert back to our old uh, franchise face-off scoring system, this would have had X's in the 30s. That's like, a good thing, I was, I was entertained, like, crazy <laughs> through this. Like, the cameos, seeing the characters, uh, hearing the new, like, the new voice talent for the characters, and it is, like, the new voice talent is great. Yeah. 
Uh, they didn't overuse any of the gags, but they got managed to get a lot of the stuff in um, for the like, and that's for the parents who are going to see it, like the the people who have kids who are taking their kids to see this. It's like, hey, come watch Bugs Bunny, and kids like, who's Bugs Bunny? You'll see. But the parent um, is sitting there watching all these classic references, um, and then you've got all like the back, like when they get to the basketball game, there's just like it. It's almost I mean, like uh, Bugs Bunny's Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. At the yeah. end of it, like there's there's so many references in this I mean, film, it many- just keeps you entertained the whole way through. And I had they like the third kid that couldn't watch us with it, uh, would watch it with us, uh, was uh, a baby, and he was uh, had been put to bed and was asleep. And they just about had to put a pillow over my face because I kept guffawing at the top of my lungs <laughs> at, at some of the stuff that was happening in this movie. So I almost yeah. woke the baby, like I want to say seven or eight times. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Maybe the kids don't understand when Granny, the Granny Looney Tune character, says "game blouses." Maybe the kids, maybe the kids don't yeah. know that's a Chappelle Show reference. Maybe they don't know that Don Cheadle puts a red sweater on to throw a chair at the ref as a Bobby Knight reference. But like, and they don't even do it obviously. Like they do it subtly but in a way that I think thing. is there's, really there's clever. There's so many varied references. Like I didn't even get the red sweater one. Um, there's so many varied yeah. references. Some, every single person is going to get something in this film and it's going to be and something different. Then you're all going to talk about it and go, oh, wow, there was that as well. And you know what? So this is a, this is HBO Max right now. I know that it, I don't know if they were partnered from the beginning, although Barbershop is on HBO and they did make a Barbershop reference in this, which mm-hmm. is, um, uh, sorry, is, is that what they call LeBron? I feel like an asshole now because I just watched this. Is it called The Shop? It's it's LeBron and his his business partner Maverick Carter's like talk show essentially, and they get athletes and comedians on to shoot the shit in a barbershop. Um, but so that's on HBO. But this is an HBO Max showing all of Netflix. You know what the, you know what Netflix uses as a metric now? It's just time that your eyeballs are on the screen, which is like, duh. That's what Facebook cares about. That's it. And this movie has rewatchability written all over it. So if your kid, for instance, wants to watch this movie again as a parent, you go, okay, cool. Well, let me watch it again. And let me see if I can find some new references that I didn't see. Also, it opens with LeBron playing basketball kind of in it. Not in, in the original, it opens with Michael playing in his driveway, a young Michael in North Carolina before he's rich and famous, right? John playing in his driveway. Yeah, this good. one opens to Ghetto Superstar which is one of the best songs from the 90s. <laughs> it's so, so good. And just playing ball in his, in his driveway, and it's like all work, you know, you know, same thing as the original. It's like, you got to focus, you got to work hard. So then flash forward, and LeBron's doing that to his kid, but his kid doesn't want to be a basketball player. He wants to be a game developer. And so that's sort of the conflict that's going on here. There's sort of like a... The I, I, I actually wrote down Hook as, a, as like a plot device that oh, they use. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Where like Don Cheadle, Don not Cheadle good, is, is Don basically Cheadle hook. Hook. Yeah, like and also uh, just quick shout out. Don Cheadle in this movie makes me wish for War Machine to turn bad in Avengers. Because <laughs> holy hell, even like the script is in kid mode, obviously. You have to over explain the plot to like to get it through to like your younger audience and everything. Yeah. But he just still manages to be like cool and sinister and like I just I really dug his performance. I thought he worked really yeah. well with what he was given. Me too. He definitely had a blast. John, I'm going to kick it over to you, but just to do our final little plot for anybody who's who's listening to this and hasn't seen it yet. So the 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 son wants to go to a game developer camp, a camp just for for young gamers and and programmers who want to develop video games. Uh, and this kid, by the way, has hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of <laughs> oh, yeah. development equipment. He has monitors, computers, he has devices and plugins and everything. Mm-hmm. And yet LeBron's not a supportive father somehow. Yeah. Yeah. For his habit, but LeBron's like, you got to focus on basketball. Well, this kid is very clearly developing. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little pissed that that kid had games. better CG skills than me. 
I mean, well, yeah, 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 yeah etc. <laughs> so anyway, so the plot is LeBron James gets brought in by was it is it warner are they just yeah. being shameless they're yeah. brought in by warmer i guess this would be warner yes. games it has a they, giant water tank dude they, it's, it's they Warner to, brothers yeah <laughs> that's right they sell the studio in, in yeah. la and they want to take lebron the current day lebron playing for the lakers lebron they want to take lebron oh they also did inputs because they showed him winning the lakers championship last year and that was after the movie was supposed to be released so they clearly went shit we got to recut that opening with lebron winning in la <laughs> but they want to take the the character lebron james and turn him into a fluid ai that can go in video games and movies and anything warner related so that lebron james basically becomes this presence in everybody's lives like almost like alexa meets uh link from zelda or some shit and the kid thinks it's a pretty cool idea because he loves the the app and lebron thinks it's stupid because it's dumb for his brand and he just wants to be a basketball player and while they're in warner don Cheadle, who is an ai um somehow snaps them into the this like cyber verse and the only way out is by winning a basketball game on don Cheadle's terms who thinks he's rigging the game but lebron finds a way of de-rigging the game by getting the lunatics yeah anyway okay that's it john talk away (laughs) i do like that they at the very beginning they in this big nod to like what's happening with technology that they kind of stand by from the beginning uh that lebron thinks it's a bad idea you shouldn't be able to just throw someone anywhere that there is something lacking in me. There's almost like two major lessons or themes that are happening in this story. Um, Mm. One of them is that, and I do think they do a good job of kind of demonstrating through all the meta referential kind of stuff that it's, it's a joke that you see the, you know, agent Smith behind the, or the wicked witch of the West, you see all these IP that are sitting back there. It's it's funny. It's a joke. Yeah. If you actually were to sincerely try to just put people in different scenarios and just get rid of acting and performances entirely, like that would change something. So that was one thing. I feel like Warner was talking to audience members and saying, we think there's a line or we think that the way this technology is beginning to blend, there's a tasteful way to do this and there's untasteful ways or distasteful <laughs> ways to do this. Mm. Um, <laughs> get it. Uh, I also think the only thing that maybe this is suffering from because again i still ultimately agree with you guys i I was thinking constantly when i was watching this if i was a kid i would rewatch this a lot probably Mm. but i think one thing that is a secret sauce of the original space jam that this doesn't have just because of, of of the fact that it's just a different human is that they made the original space jam right when michael was retiring like right after he retired. So it was in that. No, 96. He goes 96, 7, 8. It was like he was like in his last three years. We know that now, but he was still playing when this came out. Was he still playing full time? Okay, yeah. so wait, wait, wait. Because, yeah, of course he won those years. But that's so fucking crazy that that movie took on the story of him retiring and choosing to come back. It must have been in the air. He must have been talking about it, though, right? No, no. So he might have put the idea re- in his head. They ruined it for everyone. He retired to play baseball. So right. this this movie came out. So here's the timeline is people. <laughs> he wins 91, 92, 93. He, he leaves for a year and a half, comes yeah. back. So he loses the 1995 title in the playoffs. And then he wins 96, 97, 98. So this movie comes out in 96. So it actually comes out right after he won his first championship back. But, and then he goes on to play two more years to win two more championships. But he was back by this point. Essentially, what they're saying at the end by him going back is that he rediscovered his love of basketball. I don't know if the right. Looney Tunes helped or not. But no, he was 
Because even if you watch The Last Dance, like he would have played another year in Chicago. Like he, he would have played a couple more years. So that year in ninety four. So he did take a year and a half off to do to play baseball, and then he came right. back. He came back okay. mid season. So, so the point we ask because Jeff has every sports statistic ever in his. Yeah, head. I mean it's it's good. Yeah. To know I think that, I just so. fucked up those years. It was either ninety to I think it was ninety one to ninety three was when they won. And Doesn't matter. Point I, I was Detroit making is that he nine. we were in on his story. Like it was such a big. He had to you know he's such a superstar that mm. we kind of were in on it. And I think also there was no debate. LeBron's a debate. There was no debate about Michael Jordan. Well, yeah, about the greatest, but just just this separately, just the storyline thing. They had solid gold in their hands because everybody was already kind of invested and interested in Michael's story. And LeBron has, I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's his representation. For whatever reason, he has never been quite the same way in the limelight of what's happening in his personal life that that no. Michael Jordan was. Correct. So there is something missing uh, from the you feel like you kind of already know what the original Space Jam was going to be about, but you feel invited. There's like an intimacy there as an audience member because you're seeing Michael go through this. And it's weird that they're just making a movie about that thing that he just really did with his real life. Hmm. This one doesn't have that. So it feels a little bit more truly fictional. I'm very aware that I'm comparing the previous one where Michael Jordan plays with Looney Tunes to being something other than just fictional. But I think you know what I'm saying. This one doesn't have that. So you just have to kind of put on your imagination cap a little bit. I don't know much about LeBron James' personal life. I don't think he, I don't know if he has a family that is even close to this situation. I don't know if he identifies with this storyline at all. You have to kind of put that to the side and just say, this is all just a vehicle to see him play with Looney Tunes. And if you do that, you're going to have fun. Well, I think I think it was all a, a little bit of a vehicle as well. Um, that we can do this again. Mm-hmm. Like it, it worked then. It it might work now if we can pull this off. It might revitalize some properties and stuff like that. So there's a lot of thinking business wise behind it. But in my opinion, the execution of this was like I was pleasantly surprised by LeBron. Like yeah. he he was great. Training day, dude. I mean, not training day. Uh, Tra- yeah, he was Denzel. Oh, dude! Tra- train wreck. Train wreck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was he was good in train wreck. Him and him and him with Bill Hader was great. Yeah. He does a, he does a good like odd couple kind of thing with with yeah um, other actors. No, I just this was the first time I'd seen him in anything, and I was like pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, they they gave him just enough to act because you could tell they wanted the story as as you guys had both mentioned before. Mm, yeah, and then they were like, oh no, don't put. Don't push. Don't yeah. try to. Don't try to emote. We'll we'll take care of that. But, but they, it's like they, they, they got them right in the sweet spot. They knew their limitations as well in certain aspects. It's like this is as far as we can push the Looney Tunes. This is as far as we can push LeBron. And it, they yeah. kept everyone in their wheelhouse. And in my opinion, made a really good movie. I mean, it's nice. a fatherly love story. It is. A, it, it is. is a father, well, it's also you know, about a kid fatherly. trying to grow up in the shadow of a legend, and yeah. the expectations on that kid. So there's a lot of themes flying through here. Like, so if if Michael Jordan was finding himself for love of the game. Um, this this was way more about the father and the son. This is it was more like Hook, yeah, for mm. sure. Yeah, I do think I I'm curious if uh, I was surprised when I rewatched the first Space Jam about how clean it is. It's not just t- thirty minutes shorter. It is it is extremely simple. You get all that stuff I was talking about in the first few minutes. And then it basically just throws Michael Jordan into the scenario and he has to win a game and that's it. They'd really like, yeah. they don't do much more at all. And for some reason, you know, as, as a kid, I, I still, I did just, I laughed a lot watching that one too, you guys. So it still mm. was funny to me, but as a kid, I remember, God, we put that on over and over and over and over again, yeah. sleepovers and stuff. I am curious if there might be 
a little too much to have the same rewatchability as the first expect, one. Do kids expect more now? Like, are they because they're more know. well versed with this technology? Maybe you can't get away with that now with kids. They they'll Ooh, see through man. it. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. It's just uh, I, I do think it was. Uh, there were some times. If I'm being honest, I, I'll, I'll drink for this. I do think there were some times where I felt like they were trying to to push story into the last like hour of the movie when we already had, I felt like the setup was, was enough. LeBron's on this court with, with some tunes. Let's just play some fucking basketball. And they kept trying to like, there were some, mm. there were moments where I felt like, I don't know that like, that maybe there was a little too much story. I mean, you, you got to fit. Yeah. You got to finish what you started. Like they set up these story threads. They had to wrap them up. They couldn't leave, just leave them hanging. They get even worse reviews than, for some reason they're getting i'm gonna level with yeah. both of you though because as soon as they're playing basketball and they introduce the fact that the points don't really matter the way that you know what i mean then i was like oh this is gonna cause some problems and it did because it's like yeah the a cool thing about sports wow i sound cool when i say that out loud um but a cool thing is that yeah well <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm curious what you're about genuinely, to say genuinely speaking they're very simple in soccer, the most goals, win. the goals, baskets, units, whoever has the most wins. Also the best fall down wins the Oscar the, well, as well. But then as soon as you say it, then it's like you have style points. and you. I, I know this is a game, so it has mm. a different IP, but th- they need stakes because the points don't matter. LeBron James had this crazy huge dunk and it was 48 points and not 79 or not 7,000. or It's like the points don't matter. And I wish that they did. It, it, it put more emphasis on the other thing. Because you know what? I've seen a lot of... I've seen shitty sports movies where at the end of the movie, if you're down by one with 10 seconds left, that's all I need. I, I don't need anything else. This and for it, this, the points I mean, didn't matter. And I was I like... I mean, Ugh. this was almost... I, I get what you're saying. And I, it was almost a participation ribbon type thing. It's like the points don't matter as long as you're having fun. No, but he needed to get his kid, though. Whole, so, like, the, the, whole, <laughs> the whole message behind it was, like, you need to have more fun on the court. The court's not just a job. Have some fun. You've got to enjoy what you're doing. Um, I get what you're saying. But also, like, it was a lesson to be learned. And then when they did embrace the looniness of those Looney Tunes, and they did what they did best. Yeah. It paid off. I wish, I wish Don Cheadle didn't become a shitty dad. I feel like they needed help getting LeBron this kid back with, that, like, all the things. And, and, like, Don Cheadle turning into a bad dad... I didn't. I wish they didn't have to do that, but Which, I think they had if, to rely on that because the story started I, thank to fall you. apart. See, that's what I was talking about. But, I feel like but, there were things like that were manipulated. And since you guys brought up the Hook reference, I think Hook is a better movie, even though it was canned when it came out. I love they, Hook. It's a I love Hook too. I love Hook. But they, they don't do they don't do that with Jack, do they? Dustin Hoffman's Hook does not turn on him. It it comes from within. It's from Jack realizing of his own. It's not because he screamed at him. So I did feel like that was a little manipulative. And I do agree with what you're saying, Jeff, about this, the points things. Uh, I, I still really enjoyed the commentary from uh, the guy from Get Out and what's his name? Who joined the commentator, the, the, the two commentators? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, the I, actor, he's so funny. And he was on the Oscars this year. He walked around and played the game with them. So, yeah. when, you know, he had to kind of acknowledge and make light of the fact like, oh, this is a video game of basketball. Like, oh, this is going to be way more fun. But I, I every time that I see stuff like that, on film i just try to not take it i i, I try to remember remind myself that i don't like or play video games so of course i'm not going to respond the same way that someone who loves the video game universe would yeah that's but me. i do think it got in the way of some of the story <laughs> stuff i think i agree with you jeff like in terms of storytelling rules 
it lowered the, some of the stakes for me. I just wasn't quite sure why I was supposed to care if we could come yeah. back from 5,000 or it's something. Lil, Lil Ray, Lil Ray Howery. Okay, cool. Well, let's let's do one more comparison to the original movie. And, and I know my answer, and I'm setting this up with just a whole bunch of bag of shit. <laughs> but here's the thing. When I'm out, the, I, re, I remember very vividly Memorial Day weekend being in Central Park where everybody's out one year when there wasn't a pandemic and somebody was wearing a Toon Squad jersey. And everybody <laughs> knew whose name was on the back of that jersey. <laughs> whose name was on the back of the jersey? Oh, who, who, uh, a cool mean... a cool person wearing a Toon Squad jersey. Whose jersey was it? Bugs. It was Bill Murray's jersey, man. Like oh. the best. The, there was such mm. a cool thing that they did in that yeah. movie, where you have Bill Murray, you have um, Larry Bird as himself. You have. I will like, say, yeah, I did want to make that point, Jeff. I'm glad the, you're the, it the, up. the athletes in the this, way they, they, they used, didn't. They didn't use. The, yeah. They didn't use the supporting cast. Enough. I was shocked at how well because I, I just hadn't seen the original one in so long. Again, this is not a. Total comparison. Damn thing. it. Now we're just shitting on this movie. We like this movie. No, and we're going to rewatch it. I did like, like it. I did like it, but I'm telling you, I just rewatched the first one and I did like it more. And I don't know if it's the nostalgia, but one thing that you're talking about specifically that I do think they utilized really well that they did not utilize in this one is the way they integrated professional athletes into this ridiculous scenario. The way they go back to the five who are their mm. talent is stolen in the first one. Yeah, the they basically Bill made, they basically made them it. the monsters. Yeah, I, I, I do think I like there was that. a little bit of I do think if we're going to try to blend the the sports world and the the kids world thing, I do feel like this one again in kind of that thing I was saying with how LeBron's always been kind of isolated away from like the image and what we have of him and stuff. I don't think they brought anyone else into the fro with this either. So I already had like a protagonist who I don't really know how how close this is to him, which is different, which whatever than it was in the first one. And mm. they didn't bring in any of the other athletes. So it felt, it just felt a little bit uh, more imaginative, if you will, than than being based on real people who were getting brought into this ridiculous scenario. But anyway, I don't know. Dave, I'm gonna, this is the this movie for I'm us because we're shitting gonna, on this. I'm just going to jump ahead a little bit, uh, and this is a massive spoiler, everyone. So we're going to hit the spoilers here. Um, the team recovery montage is fucking hilarious to me. Hilarious, I mean, yeah. when we go like we we went through all the worlds and quite frankly, if he'd landed in Oz instead of Toon World, I'm going to stand by it. Much worse team from Oz. Like you <laughs> what do you get to pick from there? <laughs> but uh yeah, the, when, when they well, yeah, when they when they're doing the uh the recovery montage, we got to and this is one of the times when I nearly woke the baby and when Taz hits the windscreen and the camera pans up and it's mm-hmm. fucking Rick and Morty. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 they're dropping and, them off. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, we've done all the experiments we can. It's your problem now. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was just, a, it's blinking, you miss it. But I pissed myself laughing. The and they whole, made it. The, the whole Wonder Woman thing, the whole DC thing, like all of those were great fun for me. Yeah. I mean, and of course they were, which is, you know, I mean, th- th- those are fun. That is the nostalgia thing. Again, that is, mm. there's a little bit of me whenever I see that much nostalgia that's like, okay, I guess we're relying on this now. But I did appreciate that. They were all done really well. I also loved the because that that montage reminded me of Mighty Ducks too when they get the gang mm. back together. Yeah, and they're going around and they're like quack, and everybody's coming out of their houses. Yeah, and I think doesn't Daffy right after that sequence make a doesn't he say we should name ourselves the Ducks? He's like, what <laughs> Disney company would name themselves the Ducks? Like they really. No, I, I also, Mighty Ducks. I want to I want to say the Michael Jordan joke. That was good. 
is uh, there Michael has not yeah there's <laughs> yeah, no, okay yeah. first of all wasn't there some beef between them about one of them saying the other one was shit or something at one point oh, no i i don't know i, I think I, th- I think i read something about that i don't know like, that might not be real i might have dreamt it I, right. yeah um but i tell you what there has not been such a hilarious letdown moment yeah it was good. since captain america at the end of spider-man so I'll stand by. This, was, this was awesome. Yeah, and they had a great dad joke in there where I think yeah. it was Daffy went. You couldn't find Michael A. Jordan, so you went with Michael B. Jordan. It's like the yeah. dumbest joke of all time that I'm gonna laugh at every single time I see this yeah. movie. Like, there's there's so much fun in here. Like, I I watched it again. Like, I watched it on the weekend with the kids and uh, the the borrowed kids that I have. And the borrowed uh, kids, Dave, yes. careful. This and, goes out to the whole world. And uh, and then I watched it again today. Nice. So I've seen this twice, and Shit. it was just as fucking funny and fun the second time through. Tell me what's going on. Why why does it have a four point three on on IMDb? Like, if you, who I are mean, these pricks? I mean, they're they're just bitter. Like they what you, forgot. What do you think they're bitter about? I th- well, I think they've just forgotten how to be children. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely quote, not kids. To quote Hook, IMDb they need a mother very, movie. very badly. Nice, like, Dave. <laughs> Pretty clever. Yeah. I also wonder if there are just uh, a lot of younger people who, the point you made initially, that don't really care about Looney Tunes anymore. They all have phones. Maybe they're on IMDb. You know, they're in their teenage years, mm-hmm. and they're just like, fuck this shit. Like, why didn't they do this with, like, some new characters that we actually give a shit about yeah, I mean, or that we grew up with? It's highly likely this movie was made literally just for me. I don't know, but I really dug it. I really got it. No, and they, I mean, if you can sit all the way through this and not get at least one reference out of it that makes you giggle, like yeah, there's funny stuff in there. I, it's I challenge well. anyone to do. It's filmed well. It's made well. Uh, I don't know whether you saw the clip that I posted on uh, Facebook this week, but it, like they have, I, there's a behind the scenes clip where it shows the woman who was playing Bugs Bunny in the CG version, uh, and she was just pumped that she got to be a part of this. Yeah, well, hmm. it's nice. That's yeah, all I have lit- to say. It's literally an empty green stage with like LeBron standing in the middle of it, some people at the back. Um, yeah, just just before we wrap this up, I do want to bring it back because I remember I promised the nuns thing. Uh, yeah. There's a bit of controversy going on, on the internet at the moment about the uh, the exclusion of Pepe Le Pew uh, because obviously he's mm. a the character's a little bit rapey. Um, <laughs> he won't take no for an answer, that sort of thing. It's a bit of toxic male like example yeah. there, and. Okay. Uh, so they cut him from the film. So he was and originally in it? He was or... originally in it, and they, yeah, okay. they, they cut him. Uh, I, I'm not sure whether it was a script or whether they already had shot it and they cut him out or what, but... Okay, so they've done that. And then in the background, on fucking courtside, you get the Drooks from Clockwork Orange <laughs> standing there in the crowd who Great. literally rape a woman on camera. Yeah. It's, it's like... The, and Our everyone's like, what the spot. fuck? And then the, the the characters that I was referring to, where you said the nun, uh, that's actually the nymphomaniac nuns from The Devil, the film that Warner Brothers filmed fifty years ago and still won't release an uncut version of. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, Jesus. that's it's like there's all these like really really adult references in the background. Like it wow. is standing in the fucking crowd for Christ's sake. It is sake. there in the crowd. Like yeah. <laughs> it kills children. Right. That's correct. <laughs> the way they that's did correct. cut back. To Don Cheadle so much, and it's oh, there's always different people standing behind him, and he's always in a different outfit. Yeah, 
it was funny it was funny yeah i mean some of the like yeah and they, they pulled everyone in like you had the dinosaurs you had fred flintstone you had the jetsons standing there in the background like there is so much in the back of these shots it's it's interesting to watch just for that i'm gonna i'm gonna ask when we're on the matt and mark movie show in a little bit which we'll uh, yeah. link about in the socials but um did anybody say the word algorithm before the social network, which is a movie we did recently as I should have seen it by now. Everybody is like, Not Eduardo, Eduardo, sure. I need the algorithm. I need the algorithm. And now all of a sudden there's a whole space jam movie with the biggest basketball player in the world meant for families. And there is a character who is an algorithm come to life. This Called is called LG rhythm. It's been a crazy 10 years in movies, right? Like, yes. I mean, nobody said algorithm before that, right? No, these kids Outside are going to grow like up the tech and all and fucking world. computer programmers, though. I feel like like the world is changing. Like, uh, that's happened. Yeah, I think, that, I think that theme <laughs> yeah. was clearly there, though, right? Like, it yeah. could so not fucked. have been more obvious. Like, you don't we, have to play basketball. You can make your own video game. We've got we've to yeah. monetize this podcast fast because we're fucked, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Everybody all right, send people. money. We're now Disney. Go see Space Jam. It's fun. Have a good time. Yeah, it's going to be good. Watch it with your kids. Rewatch it. Try to find the references. See how many you can get. Have a blast. But before we head out, we are going to give you some recommendations. Mm. John and I and Dave just said he had a busy week. Let's see if anybody... Shout out some things. Dave, what do you, what do you think? What do you want to um, recommend? I don't, I don't want to recommend it. Uh, well, I'm halfway through it. And it's, it's not bad, but I'm only halfway through it. I stopped it halfway and I'll go back to it at some point. I, I watched Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. The, the one that the came out one. Like, last year? Yeah, the one that With released that really... Teeth. Uh, no, it was the without teeth version. Uh, okay. Like I didn't watch the horror movie version of this thing. Okay. Uh, that was fucking terrifying. That first incarnation they made of it. <laughs> Jim Carrey yeah. in this? Yes, yes, he is. Okay. Yeah, is it, it's it's you're not really recommending it. Are I'm, you? I'm not really. No, <laughs> uh, I'm recommending you maybe f- find something else. And if you can't find something, go for that. Yeah, I don't have any strong recommendations. I rewatched The Abyss uh, last week, which was a, a fun one. Uh, but yeah, how about you, Joe? Um, I actually didn't watch a goddamn thing because I was um, I drove for thirty hours in the past week and I had a crazy week. But so you watched the Horizon, basically. But <laughs> Chloe watched the documentary on HBO Max about the doctor from the Olympic gymnastics team. Oh shit! It's on HBO Max. His name is Larry, and it begins with an N. But I'm I'm gonna mess his last name up. He worked for. He was at Michigan State, and every motherfucker on the American Olympic Committee (IOC) probably they all knew that he was doing weird stuff. And I didn't watch it. Chloe did, so I'm not gonna say the graphic stuff she did. We all know yeah, that he no, probably I, did it. Yeah, but like. It's on HBO Max, and and she said she it gripped her. So I'm gonna recommend that to everybody. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. It's probably not an easy watch, but yeah, we don't always do the easy watches here. <laughs> this is recent. It's like people that we that we still know were were being, you know, they yeah, were, they were being assaulted. yeah. No, this was like what three, four years gold ago? medals. Like yeah. the entire gold medal yeah. team had been assaulted by this. I was anyway. Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to speak for them in their lives, but 70 women came forward. It's on HBO Max, and we have to keep seeing the shit so that it can stop. So even though it's a yes. hard watch, it's good to put out there. Yeah. All right, people. That's it for us. Thank you for tuning in. John, Dave, I'll see you on the Matt and Mark movie podcast and our next segment where we're going to be doing a Nicolas Cage movie, people, that came out in 2021 called Willy's Wonderland. That was a script that had been trying to be made for years as a genre film, and it just took Nicolas Cage to not want to have to memorize any lines to do it. (laughs) 
Look out for Willy's no Wonderland, and we'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah. we'll see you, see you.